to the Do What You Love show, the place where musicians, artists and entrepreneurs share their inspiring stories and advice on how to succeed in the music business. Every week, you'll receive new insights and tips on how to grow your following, get more gigs and make a living in today's rapidly changing music industry. Thanks for tuning in with us. Now, let's begin the show and do what we love. Welcome back to the Do What You Love show. Um, we are really excited to have Bobby and Michael from Value X in the USM studios today. How are you going, guys? Yeah, what's happening? Excited to be here too, man. Thanks for the Thank you, invite. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, look, people, I guess, you know, are wondering what's going on now with you know the music industry. There's a lot of changes. There's the digitalization of music and. You know, the lack of royalties. Tell us a bit about the story of Value X and why it came to be about. Right. Uh, so I'm a music artist, and I've been in the industry for like 17 years plus, music all my life, basically. And um, so I experienced like all the, uh, the ups and downs and the struggles of, of trying to be, be an artist, especially an independent artist. And um, so one of the major... Um, challenges as an independent artist obviously you got no money because you, you're trying to push your music career you got to pay for recording your marketing and stuff like that if you really want to do music like you know from a professional or from a like a serious standpoint um so but not only that like when you put you when you record your music you spend a lot of money on your music and then you put it out there and um you know there's all these platforms that you can upload your your music to but at the end of the day it's peanut wages really when you think about it, I mean, like, uh, no disrespect to any of the platforms out there, but you know, when you have something like point zero 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 six cents or something per, per stream and things like that, um, and offering music content for free to to people, like, you know, it just doesn't cut it with me. Um, I think music, um, at, or any music artist should be like, you know, think about themselves as entrepreneurs and running a business. So why would you give your product out for free? So I, I don't really support that. At the same time, you know, when you think about it, though, it's 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 shout out to technology being able to, you know, uh, make that happen. But I mean, it, it wasn't. It's not something I feel like was used in a way that benefits artists, but rather it benefits like you know, I guess the founders of those companies and you know, people trying to do certain things that that align with their own vision. But as a music artist myself, I understand what the struggle is, and I feel like there needs to be something much better um, that offers, you know, uh, the, the, the power to the music artists to, to control their business and, and be looked at as the business and the engines of the music industry, which we are. And then every, everything else has to connect with that. Yeah, cool, cool. So, tell me... But than your musical career prior to Value X? So, uh, I was rapping, I think my first ever gig I did, I was probably like, uh, might have been 18, got paid $1,000 an hour, and at that point I'm like, damn, like I was on stage for 15 minutes, and I did three songs, got 1000 and then I started to compare that with just having a day job, like, you know, to make 1000 probably have to work two weeks, after taxing everything, you get 500 a week, and then, yeah, so I'm like, you know, it was it wasn't rocket science at that point because it's something I'd done all my life, you know, even as a kid, like, get back from school, I'd whip out my mom's, like, pots and pans and start playing drum kit with it, you know what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. I, was, I was such a creative person, and I liked to do creative things, and I was also part of, like, the, the, the school band, 
ceremony. Like we we'll do like it's almost like play the anthem for the school before we go in. This was like in primary school, so it's always been part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, music and so yeah. Once I started performing, um, made my first record, um, put it out there. Um, back back then it was just online. You know, like the internet was still like you know. It's not as it wasn't as huge as what social media is today, um, so we still had to grind it out, you know, get booked by um, a few venues and stuff, and from there, yeah, it just became that local celebrity type thing. Mm-hmm. And then from which there, town? Uh, so I was in. Jeez, uh, I'd like to consider myself a global citizen because I, I lived almost in different parts of the world, you know, from from West Africa to Australia to the United States, where all my whole family reside, mm-hmm. citizens. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd been, I lived in Los Angeles, lived in Melbourne, um, yeah, and occasionally, you know, uh, in Seattle. Cool. Yeah. So tell us the story about how ValueX came to be so well known and, and, and where it is now. Yeah, so first of all, like, you know, I met co-founder Michael and we was, uh, I was running an event and uh, he was just walking the street and and he approached me and I think he was looking for directions and yeah, he mistook the venue where I was at as the place that he was going in and we exchanged contacts um, cut a long story short um, he was our he, he we caught up after that um, from a business perspective of wanting to work together in like the, the events um, areas of music and stuff and then our he our also had some um, contacts in the, in the tech space you know, and he found out that I was a music artist, and he was like, "Why are you not um, putting out, you know, any any of your music out? Like you've got a lot of music and stuff." And I just said, "You know what? Like the music industry is broken, um, so that's the reason I didn't really uh, uh, wasn't putting out. I was more focused on, um, you know, creating a business model that might suit me better to be able to then um, have money to, to 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 push my music out." Um, so yeah, so he made some introductions uh, to a guy in the tech space, you know, knew about blockchain. Um, and as soon as I learned about that technology um, back then, it was like light bulb went off because then I felt like, damn, like you know, just me wanting to change the music industry, and this this just really woke me up, you know, woke me up to what the opportunities could potentially could be, you know. So that's when we we said we we're gonna test it. Um, we were gonna go out there and sort of validate the idea. You know, you're not just gonna build something if people don't really want it. And not gonna use it. You know, so we started a couple of pitch nights. Uh, uh, Michael set up a few pitch nights and stuff. So I went there presented, and you know, people were just like rocking with it. They were just like, damn, that's that's unique. That's that's new. That's 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 crazy. And then the more like they they, they thought about it, I think the um, the energy and and the dynamics of it. You know, after the, we got to speak um, with different people, they were just vibing with it. You know, so that gave a little more confidence that hey, people are actually gonna, you know gonna rock with this. And so when we won that actual pitch night, and then so there was more after that, and before we knew it, we were um, at another event, you know, hosted by Ali Barber, and um, yeah, they invited us out to come present, and it was almost like a competition, and and we won that, and that kind of like you know next 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 day we were finding ourselves in blogs and stuff like that. Um, so that that kind of like rocketed everything, because then that gave us some sort of you know you know that this guy's really doing this like you know the, the credibility and the um, the positioning to you know stop you know traveling around the world and stuff. Um, so yeah, then we just kept pushing. We went to France as a result of like the Medium uh, Music Tech uh, Conference. Um, met a lot of people there, and once we pitched the idea, uh, it was almost like 
they wanted to sign partnership deals already because they can see what that you know where we were heading with this and we had prototyped and 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 me and Michael you know sort of designed uh, and prototyped the product of what we wanted to do and how it was going to look uh, it wasn't the best looking thing but it, it just it told the idea and people could sort of hold it in their hands and play around with it and stuff and then yeah and and that that was enough to you know give people the vision and from there it just really really took off and you know as a result of partnership deals like you know getting invited to Russia you know to meet with like TV music um, video networks and things like that what we can do you know because they they seen that there was different opportunities because exist within the um, idea of creating the world's first music artist stock market. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about that. How does that work? Let's let's say we, you know to our audience out yeah. there. You know, we're we're talking to independent artists, yeah. musicians, producers looking to you know make a full time living in today's industry. Yeah. So here is a a platform, and it's a trading platform. So tell yeah. us how that works. So uh, the first thing artists do is they obviously got to list themselves. Um, so the the ideal um, goal for an independent artist is to set up their own company and list it as a stock on ValueX, so that anyone like you and I could invest in them. So music fans who actually you know enjoy this artist's music or want want to um, want to support the artist can actually it's not not necessarily you know donating money because by putting your money you can get a share of the revenue that they generate as an artist so uh, it, it's not about you know just you know what we see in the street anyway and when we walk in the street we see a lot of artists performing in the street busking you know people donating money but the idea is that you know there's no business model behind that you know, and you know, if you want to really end the respect of your mother, <laughs> that you're doing a real business. You know, you want to do it properly. You want to get your company set up, registered, and, you know, and operating as one, as opposed to you know the traditional sense. You know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with standing in the street, mm-hmm. um, but I think you know, most people say just say he's doing it for a hobby. But if you want to be on stage and doing things the the way it should be done. Then you want to set up your own company and list it on ValueX so that people who actually enjoy your music content can actually invest in you. So let, let's talk about the mindset that, yeah. that's required to yeah. really, you know, flip the perspective of a, a muso mind to think like an entrepreneur. Because yeah. you know, as you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, this is essentially one of USM's ultimate mission yeah. is to really help musicians start to think and act like an entrepreneur Absolutely. and um you know we're talking high levels of structure and accountability mm. yeah. and return on investment and these yeah. are terms that are very far you know few between musicians yeah so in your experience you've traveled the world i guess you've spoken to a lot of the market out there yeah. what, what is it that you find is the biggest gap um the the biggest gap is the artists themselves don't think about themselves as a business like every time they are they either performing it's like they're not they're not dealing with it from a business perspective which you know i even listen to a lot of you know even some new artists coming out today you would think would have got the message by now about you know making sure your contract or the deals that you're signing actually make sense right but you know i listen to some of the interviews and most of them don't even understand what the deal is that mm. they've signed with the major record labels or the people who they they signed to so i think that's a huge gap you know the the, the knowledge of the artists actually understanding the business model and this is the areas that we want to help them on sort of solidify without them having to think too much about it so we created a system of governance within a platform that allows this to be automatic and automated in the sense that they're getting a fair deal without having to think think too much right because you know i know 
as an, as an artist myself, I know what a failed deal like should look like. You know, I don't want you know people out there just you know having access to content for free, and I'm really making no money, and all the other platforms are making ad revenues and stuff like that off of us, and really we're not. You know, I don't feel like we're getting what we deserve. Yeah. So obviously a lot of this changed, you know, when in the nineties when the internet really boomed and yeah. Napster started, um, you know, it came into the market, and since then you had all these um, digital streaming platforms mm. step in and. You know iTunes and to, to Spotify now, yeah. And there's a, there's obviously a lot of uh, competition even amongst them at the moment yeah. to try and win yeah. the market. Yeah. So now, how does how does blockchain and how does ValueX start to really uh, solve that problem in, in terms of you know technology and where we're at today with the industry? Yeah. Um, and you know having this, I guess this independent self-managed outlook. Yeah. Look, I think our um, blockchain is one of the most powerful um, inventions coming in uh, or innovations. Um, so, like, the, I think, like, the, the for ValueX, how we utilize blockchain is a number of ways, but the most important one for us is uh, being able to create digital assets um, that can be represented as a stock and those digital assets are, you know, powered by blockchain technology and built on, you know, on, on, on the platform that allows those transactions to take place between um, a music fan and an artist, but most importantly, you want you, you don't want it's you don't want a situation whereby you know somebody owns a share a share in, in, in a particular artist and not being able to verify that. Right. So blockchain can um, allow you to create these digital assets that basically you can't destroy, and we know who owns what. Right, okay. and and to extend that beyond even that, it can be used for stuff like you know you know protecting you know IP you know stuff like that if you say hypothetically speaking you record a song and you know most people like when you look at all the platforms when you listen to music these days you don't even know who actually created the songs right right? but all this information can be embedded on the blockchain whereby you know we have access to information we can make direct payments to to know if you wanted to license people's music or um you, you know it can't be tampered with right so you can you can license people's music. You can pay them directly. You can create you know uh, an economy, mm-hmm. basically a, a music economy that functions you know and transacts on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah. So if I was to kind of sum that up, yeah. you know, to a musician out there who's just trying to make sense of all this, mm-hmm. is to say that through blockchain, yeah, uh, and you know, a platform like ValueX. Nothing, no stone is left unturned, and everything is traceable, yep. so that the artist has direct control yeah. over their art. That's correct. And where it's used, yeah, and obviously how they're reimbursed. Yeah, because you can see, you can the, the key one there in that uh, in that piece of uh, statement you made was our, I think the, the transparency and being able to track where your money is or going. Like, you know, we've seen this in the music industry whereby artists are, are getting paid for gigs and, you know, they, they have to go through management and then or, you know, some artists don't even know that maybe the management might have negotiated a better deal mm. and and pocket pocket the money and then still pay the artist what the artist was getting like three months ago. But now the artist's, you know, popularity is, has risen and now they're getting like, you know, $100,000 more per, per show. Right. But then management is pocketing that money and the people are surrounding that and they're still paying the artists, you know, the three months ago wages. You know what I'm saying? So, and there's no, you can't keep, you can't really track that because there's so many ways that you can, you know, uh, you can hide that money and stuff. But if, if, you, if we had a platform that where everything was, um, 
sort of decentralized to a certain point. Um, so some certain part of centralization needs to happen to protect the um, the, the users' um, privacy and information and things like that. But however, um, this this allows you to always go and say, okay, where's my money coming from? Where's my money going? And somewhat ValueX allows them to um, the artists to use utilize the platform. In a, it's, it's like a trustless system. Mm -hmm. If you have an agreement with with um, a certain, you know, your manager or whoever you're dealing with, the money just gets split without having to touch anyone's hands first and then wait to be paid. Right. It, it just automatically goes to your wallet because every single user in the platform has a built-in digital wallet. Right, right. So, cool. So now let's go back to ValueX and yeah. the name ValueX. Yeah. So tell us what's why value. Because I think, like you know, we I think it's a it's a it's a household word, <laughs> value. Because everybody wants um, value, but not not everybody's getting value if they if they don't know what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, but you want to be able to value artists. I think uh, you know one of our goals is to to change the word um, of how value is actually spelled. So when you when you when you spell value X, it's actually V A L Y O U, as opposed to the traditional um, V A L U E. So we spell value because we want them to know that it's about you know value the person. You know, as an artist, you know you need to have that connection with your audience. You know, so how much value is your music? You know, how much does that affect on people? You know, so those those are the things. And then the X is almost like a value X is that that X represent that question mark like how much value does right. that does that artist or you know have and and it could, X could also represent um, represent exchange but spelt with X remove the E um, so um, which is an exchange of value between uh, two people cool so this is a really I want to go yeah. dive deep into this Let's value because yeah. you know um, one of my colleagues um, yeah. we, we, we discuss this a lot in terms of the mindset and perspective and how you create value in the market yeah. based on something like music, which is essentially organized sound. It's a vibration. Right. Yes. Right? Yes. So, you know, we have this uh, philosophy or belief, you mm -hmm. can call it, um, mm -hmm. that music is simply a soundtrack to the values the values that you hold and the mm -hmm. values that you share and the value that you provide others. Right. And I guess, you know, those values also have a story that stems um, stem from his story and there's a reason and there's a why and, and I guess that reason then starts to align with feeling a void or right. you know really connecting with people on a, on a deeper level yeah. to help them you know inspire them and there's some kind of message that right. helps them right. in, in some way right. so that's where the value exchange we see happening happens between the person directly and you know the, the, the potential fan yeah. and then the music yes has to be well produced and has to be really good and has to really package yeah. and um, represent the artist, it, the artist yeah. and, and the brand and, and the message so that we feel is that that whole package together mm. really then creates the value like right. a good movie yes how do, how do you see that happening and how do you see an artist coming to that realization where they themselves know the value they're giving Right. Um, I think the, the first things that they need to understand, um, first of all, people, as music fans anyway, I think we're all music fans if we're, in, if we're in the music industry. And so if we want to look at how um, how that plays on us, like I think uh, music is more like an emotional uh, connection that you have. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, use it for different reasons, for even for therapy and stuff like that. So music in itself is actually, if you, even if you say it's therapeutic or it makes you feel a certain way, it's actually, that's, value in itself right there of what you get it can change your mindset it can change the way you feel 
you can you can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at artists who are you know performing to like you know on the world class stages, and you know when you look at the amount of people turning up to concerts and in the thousands, and some some cases hundreds of thousands, and you know over over time of sequence of uh, of, of gigs and events and stuff, like you know why do people go to events? Like what do they want to feel? Like, you know, you can just listen to the artists on, on the radio, but it's a different experience when you actually come in and actually perform to your audience, right? People want, they want that, that connection. So I feel like the artists need to understand, understand those, even when they go into business, they need to understand, you know, what their role is, you know, in society, that someone makes them an, an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to understand that part. And as an influencer, like, as an influencer, how much value you need to, you, you need to provide to your audience to, to maintain that connection. But at the same time, also, when you look at it, there needs to be, uh, I don't think it's measured today, mm-hmm. but I think with Value X, that could also create the opportunity to actually measure how much value that an artist has. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of times we, you know, people leave, you know, comments about a certain artist or their music, and but really, we don't really know where, you know, where, where, where it's at. You know, because you know people's opinions are always can sway anything. But if if people have a, re, a way to put the money where their mouth is, then we can really see who's actually providing value, both um, not just musically or emotionally, but actually financially as well. Which artist has the most financial value? Which artist stock is is right. really out? Is really you know fluctuating out there? So this this conversation is really going in, in terms of measuring. You know, a creative endeavor, measuring yeah. success yeah. and using numbers, whether it's likes, views, yeah. or dollars. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, if it's just likes and views, it's yeah. a hobby. But now we're talking, making it an actual business and a exactly. career. So, like you said, putting your money where the mouth is. If you right. like something, that's, that's one thing. But if you truly love it, yeah. And if the artist has done a good job of connecting and maintaining that relationship and speaking your truth, your values, mm. you know, ticking off a lot of the boxes in their psychodemographic yeah. behaviors and, yes. and, and, you know, we go deeper into that, then they establish this connection. They follow the movement. They believe in the artist, you know, being this advocate for freedom or for, you know, injustice or yeah. um, whatever, or whatever the message is. And then by then, there's an exchange. Yeah. And there's a call to action at some point. And this is, a, this is a chance for that call to action. That's 100% right. Because I, I feel like, you know, when you, when you think about it, like... Um, as 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 music gets released out there, you know, pe- we, people having their own different opinions and stuff. But you could actually um, think about it like when you put out music on social media. There's so much uh, social media con- um, channels out there that you can do. So the world is already that that's already at our feet. Basically, we have access to you know all these platforms. But then one of the things that puzzles me as well is. If, when you go on a, a social media timeline, maybe there's a new artist who just performed on The X Factor or something. People screaming, somebody give them a record deal. Mm-hmm. Or somebody do this, somebody do this. Mm-hmm. People got this thing where they, they want to shift that responsibility to someone else. Like, why don't you just do it yourself? Like, what, how can you help that artist? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know what? If 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 stay on sidelines, yeah, you said yeah. why you, why we keep staying on sidelines? You know, I would like to see a situation, you know, which we're working on is, you know, imagine an audience, uh, you know, you have the X Factor show, then you got four judges sitting there, right, and you have you know all these kids and, and adults come out in addition, and at the end it's up to the judges to decide. But really, who's really listening to the music? The audience, right? So why doesn't the audience pick up an app and say, you know what, I like that artist, I'm actually going to invest in our artist and help them get to where they need to get to because right. they make music that I can connect with. Mm. You know, so it's not it's not exactly up to um, 
just record labels to, to discover and invest in artists, but we can also play that role as well of actually investing in the artists that we actually like. But that that could come with micro investments. You know, it doesn't have to be. You know, so what are we talking? A dollar, five dollars, yeah, you know, ten dollars. Yeah. When you talk about micro investments, you're talking about ten dollars, hundred dollars, but it's a collective because eventually it all adds up, right? Okay. So let's talk about this because yeah. you know, again, the audience here really needs to, I think, see how this would work. Yeah. Um, when we discussed this, you mentioned there were two ways that people can support artists. Yes. One is by investing, one is by simply just valuing, valuing the song. A, a song. Which is basically yeah. buying the song, mm-hmm. but except for we use the word value the song. Yep. So it kind of starts at, say, a dollar works up to, what, five, ten, twenty dollars? Yeah. yeah, so you can value an artist's song, yep. and, and basically then you value into your playlist. So you get the song in your playlist as a result of, you know, putting between one and five dollars in your playlist. And then if mm-hmm. that song sort of becomes popular, it takes off, then you can also have, um, you know, some rewards that come come back to you uh-huh. directly into your wallet with that. Let's, let's, let's put some figures out there. Yeah. So if I invested five dollars in a song, uh, yep. so let's say I invested a hundred dollars. Yep. In what's an artist out there that you've got yeah, currently so, working with? So just so that so just just to make it clear, sure. um, the distinction between valuing a song and investing yeah. artists is different. You couldn't you couldn't like put a hundred dollars on a song, right? Okay. It can only you could only value a song for five bucks, basically one to five. Yep. But if you just put a hundred dollars, I suppose you're investing in the actual in the artist artists. company. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you can't just invest in the song, you invest in the artist? Yeah, you invest in the artist as a company. Okay. Right, and if you were to value the song, that's basically you're buying the song, which is their product. It's it's okay. different from investing in an artist company. Let's just do some figures. Yep. So let's say as a case study, mm-hmm. or you can even give us a case study yep. if you've got some mm-hmm. uh, of someone investing, let's say a hundred or a couple hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then you know after a certain amount of time, what's the return that they would get? Yeah. So when you look at our uh, little, it just okay. Let's take Justin Bieber for example, right? You know, this is someone that was discovered on YouTube, right? Which is um, a medium that's available for any up and coming artists out there. Um, I mean, what's he worth today? He's probably around two hundred sixty-five million dollars net worth, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at those figures, or even look at Jay Z worth a billion dollars, right? And these are guys that once upon a time started off for nothing, right? So imagine uh, those those companies or those artists now being companies that can IPO, even because they have you know, or not only you know the. Well, I mean, the business model for music industry is different back then, but ValueX offers a different way which can scale scale that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when you look at those, um, what would a hundred dollar investment back then for an artist who who was uh, say what if if they if they had a deal of like two million dollars and your investments was like what a hundred dollars, then you I guess it'd be hundred divided by what's that hundred divided by two million hundred divided by two million. What they will have 0.005% stake in, say, Justin Bieber or Jay Z, for example. Now, if they had a 0.005% stake, which was $100 in a guy like Justin Bieber or Jay Z, if we if we look at the the more exciting part of yeah return of what Jay Z worth a billion dollars or Justin Bieber say if we go with conserve could be conservative and say okay cool the artist's company is now worth two hundred fifty five million or whatever mm-hmm. so we times that by two hundred fifty five and if my maths is correct that's what one point two mil. One point two million dollars yeah. return. Yeah, if, for a if my math is correct, was it a hundred dollar investment? So it was a hundred dollars. So you, that got you point zero zero five percent of the artist that became uh, whose net worth then got a company became worth two hundred sixty five million dollars, and that's something that exists today, like Justin Bieber or Jay Z, who is now a billionaire. So 
Yeah. Excellent. Um, cool. So this really then puts, like you said, it puts the onus back on the fan to really have faith and belief. Yeah. And these are really two issues, yeah. I guess, two Two things that, you know, a record company essentially has when they work with yeah. artists. So you're yeah. putting the power back in, you know. That's correct. In, in the investor or in the fan. Yeah. Um, but in, there is no stone left unturned. Everything's traceable. Um, and I guess that's um, that's where the trust and, and the, you know, the system begins to change and becomes, you know, yeah. decentralized. Yeah, because all the stuff and all the money that comes in the platform is going to the person that actually either has a stake in the artist or the artist is getting what, they supposed to get so it's not going through so many middlemen's hands you know what I'm saying so where's ValueX now in terms of like you're still at seed stage yeah so we're still at seed stage uh, you know we've uh, made some um, improvements to um, the prototype phase and based on all the feedback that we were able to get from presenting in, in, and you know doing in you know, presentations out there talking to people and validating the ideas so we've been able to make some, some changes to, to the product build um, nothing is ever certain until the market says you know yeah this 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 is how it is and, and you know getting that feedback from the audience is important so we've done that so now we're looking to uh, do our crowdfunding campaign to, to raise capital you know sell some shares in the company to interested individuals mm-hmm. and or, or people out there, companies, whatever, and yeah, and and really build this out, you know, to to to, to scale where we need to be um, right now because um we've we've done the uh, sort of the groundwork's been done, you know, the validation's been there, the credibility's been built, so I think it's time to raise some serious capital and actually build this out for the people out there, you know, basically restart the entire global music industry. Excellent. So what's the what's the mission over the next uh, let's say? Two to three years. Um, mission over two three years. Uh, we have the vision of uh, by you know uh, the end goal is to eventually you know once we create this stock uh, market for artists and listed companies, then we want you know everything else in the music industry to connect with that. So it's like whether that's our brands wanting to connect with artists, whether that's producers wanting to connect with artists, or video directors. So basically, you know, anyone offering the service to the music industry, you know, you can even see the likes of our streaming platforms being able to, you know, be supported on the platform as well to connect directly with the artists or even pay artists directly. You know, there's so many use cases for it that will become more evident once the platform on launching some of these features but basically you know the music industry you know needs its own platform and you know the goal is for um, value x to be that you know that platform when you when you talk about music you know open up value x app because right now it's like every other platform is not really focused on the music it's kind of saturated you know even youtube they you know they allow other contents and different things but we just want that you know that platform that is very very um, unique to, to the artists as companies, and which you'll find if you look at the prototypes. Like you know, we we have mediums that where it's like a social feed, but every artist on that social feed has actually got a stock price or share price, yes. or, yeah, or the company's working on there. Cool. Have you got any um, forecasted some timeframes for when you want to roll out to the public? Yeah. So uh, I think our, when you when you when you're dealing with something that um, is basically are unique in a certain way um there's a lot of our challenges to to make sure we get it right um uh, however i don't like to put a time frame on it <laughs> um because then it's like you know it, it, i like to say you know i like to just keep, keep the surprises and keep the iterations going i think when you build something you can always improve the versions um but if if I was to say I would say in, in by the end of the year we should we should see um, you know the the first version of ValueX out there in the market. 
I can say that. I wouldn't give you a precise date, though. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, just a couple of uh, rapid-fire questions, Bobby. A what question? Rapid-fire. A rapid-fire. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the best book you recommend? Um... The minute you said that, I have two books coming to my mind. <laughs> one of them from a business perspective and one of them just from a general perspective. So I'll say something that isn't just so business, but anyone out there can should probably read. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That would yeah. be the one. Excellent. Yeah. Carnegie. What was the other one? Uh, the other one was How to Build a Billion Dollar App. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, leads me to the next question. Yeah. Any tech you can't live without? Jeez, man, like, you'd have to say the iPhone, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to say the iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah? Yeah, um, What is the best piece of advice that you ever received? That I ever received? Damn. Um, that's a tough one. You want to know why? Because um, I never really had... Um, I had to... Uh, I spent a lot of time, like, you know building myself and and just you know self educating. Mm-hmm. So if if that's a statement that say from a piece of advice directly coming from a, an individual, I probably say not too many. But it was things that I've learned um, from 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 just life in general and self educating. It's probably patience. Patience. Yeah. Patience. Um. All right. What's the best resource resource any business owner must have? Best resource? Mm. <laughs> Access to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> self education is huge, people. It's like, you know, you gotta you gotta self educate. Um, yeah. Perhaps maybe I can touch base on what you said before as well and throw this as a piece of advice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, never take advice from anyone that hasn't done it before. Yeah, that's probably one. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so I think we've just about wrapped up. Cool. Um, man, thank you so much for coming. It's my pleasure, my guy. I'm very excited to be tagging along this journey with you guys. Appreciate uh, it. Tell us about your next event. So next event we've got coming up is our, I believe, our in August. Are we in August yet? Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, um, it's at the um, Melbourne University, and mm-hmm. so we will be doing some workshop with the students out there, um, sort of getting them involved, like they have the entrepreneurship um, programs out there. Um, so you know, future founders and stuff like that want to be able to learn from us and what we've what we've learned from our journey, and you know, tell our story, and you know, sort of give them some breakdowns of of, of what it is to found found like a company and and how you go about getting started getting your foot off the ground you know so we'll give some tips on that and sort of workshop it together and sort of you know perhaps we might we're considering doing some you know some 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 personas and user you know play roles and you know separate them into groups and get them to act in different areas of building a business and see how we, what we can come up with excellent so very hands-on and Correct. Understanding the exchange, yes. the value exchange between that's two correct. parties. Yeah. Um, so that's at Melbourne Uni on the eighth. Uh, yeah, eighth of August. Of August. Yeah. At what time? Uh, six or so. Six thirty. Yeah. So um, yeah. So yeah. If you guys not uh, not doing our uh, want to learn about new technology, I shouldn't say not doing anything because you you should be doing something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should you should be learning about something and improving your knowledge in this world. Cause well, they're listening to this podcast. So yeah. That's stuff. <laughs> Things are changing, man. Things are changing. So let's let's, uh, let's 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 come around and um yeah learn about what's happening in the future of the music industry. 
Excellent. Um, and how can people co- uh, follow you or contact you? Yeah, Instagram is probably one of the ones that you know we uh, a lot of people um, uh, hit us up on. So yeah, if you want to be involved, uh, uh, get in touch with us. Instagram. You know, if any questions or anything you want to know, or you want to provide some feedback, or you know, because feedback is huge for us. Because we're not building this for ourselves, building for you know the entire global music industry out there. So if anybody has any uh, any things that would like to sort of test on the product or see your questions, yeah, just hit us up, man. Just hit us up. Pleasure. My guy. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having this guy. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Steve.